Hello and welcome to another episode of the Christian Reeve podcast. Today's episode is actually very special because it marks the 30th installment of the Christian Reeve podcast. And for those video viewers, you can see that we have Dutch deals on the podcast again for, I believe, the third time now, returning guest. Yeah, third. Always, always uh, welcome back on the show. So thanks, thanks for coming back on the show. Um, no we're going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, obviously, normally you guys know that I interview my guests and uh, obviously if they're returning guests, we have a bit of a chat. That's still going to happen. But um, this past week, I did actually put out a very unsuccessful little campaign asking if there was any questions that people wanted to ask me. We thought we would flip it up and uh, have someone interview me for a change instead of me interviewing someone else so uh dutch deals has actually like written a bunch of questions to ask me and yeah you can see the list there <laughs> i was not expecting that i'll be honest but um yeah it, it really sucks whenever this isn't a complaint i'm just saying how it is right whenever i put these little social media things out and i'm like hey guys what do you think of the podcast or hey guys like ask me some questions for this upcoming thing literally no one responds it hurts. oh it's it hurts. painful i said like, not even one question like there's nothing anyone wants to know like <laughs> but if it, the worst thing is is if you look at your uh your insights to see how many people's actually come across it on twitter it's like 600 or something but not a single person has even like looked at it well see that i don't mind so much i mean you know if it's just because obviously with the hashtags, it means it's open to a wider audience. So I don't expect strangers to care, but I do expect like, I don't know, family, friends, maybe other online people I know. Because there's people that, that I'm good friends with that I'm like, why didn't you ask me a question? Like, you know that this is important, but <laughs> whatever. I was even, I mean, I, I was kind of sad by the fact that nobody replied, so I was gonna, <laughs> but then again, I just decided to write up a full page of questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah before we get into um talking about me because i don't like really doing that to be honest uh how how are you doing man uh what's, uh, what's the what's i'm not too bad i've uh fully started school now oh right uh, yeah, yeah. i started three weeks ago on wednesday mm -hmm. two, three, two, or, two or three weeks on wednesday and uh it's like 30 minutes away by car or bus. 30. 30. Wow, okay. It's not too bad. Far, far away. Oh, 30 minutes is nothing, man. I've, I've gone way longer to places before. <laughs> like 30 minutes is chill. But school, so if you're late, you are late. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if, I, if I miss the bus, I have to wait 15 minutes for the next one, which turns a normal half an hour journey into a 45 minute journey. Right. So you're, I mean, you're in the Netherlands and um, obviously things are different country by country. So what do the classrooms kind of look like at this point? And what I mean by that question is, you know, is it compa like compact or, you know, have you got like a lot of people in a classroom or is there like social distancing? I think there's about 19, it, like 18 or 19 people in my class. No, no, no. 16. There's 16 people. I remember um the students don't have to socially distance from each other but if they want to they can just sort of keep a wide berth uh, mm. from people but students and teachers have to um stay 1.5 meters away from 
someone. But like the, the standard classroom, like, are you going in there and, and there's like a, a big bunch of people or is there like, you know, like one seat free, one seat free like that? Or... No, it's like a, it's like a normal classroom. A lot of the classrooms have the same layout in the sense that it's like a big U like mm, of okay. the tables and then a block of like four seats in the middle. Quite interesting. Okay. All right. And if um, the teacher wants to help, they have to put on like a face shield. Mm, mm. so like do you does everyone carry like hand sanitizer or is that actively available everywhere and stuff yeah you when you come in the class you tend to put you, you have to put a uh, hand sanitizer on before you go and sit down so eventually the ha the, the room just smells of hand sanitizer um like when, when you're walking into school um well i suppose it's college isn't it it's not school because you've finished school so this is college now isn't it this or... is this isn't like my college where I actually go and learn things. This is just a school to go and learn the Dutch language. Uh sorry, yeah, you did say I remember. Yeah. How is that going by the way? <laughs> uh schat goed. Okay. Yeah, ben, your pronunciation ben, is good, I must say. Ik ben goed met Nederlands, maar schrijven en um luisteren en ook lezen. Lezen is uh, niet zo goed, maar spreken, spreken is goed. Your pronunciation is very good. I think, I think, because I remember last time we were talking about this and you, you kind of said like, you know, you've been visiting the Netherlands for many years. So you've basically been learning the language for many years. So I think like that factors in very highly. And like you said last time, you know, like you're probably not going to be in this class for very long because you've got a I think it's I think it's just reading and writing that I need. Because I'm pretty good at listening to people, but I have to sort of, they have to speak slower and uh, I have to sort of, and I have to sort of give them this look. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had the, <laughs> I had the same problem in Estonia. Like if people spoke at a reasonable pace, sometimes I could understand every single word. It was really weird. <laughs> like, cause it, 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 do you have this thing where like, you won't necessarily like translate in your head, but you just know what they're saying. You know what they mean. Yeah, sometimes when um, when my dad's boss speaks German, I can mm. sort of use some of the Dutch words to sort of just go and flip it into German, and then I'm like, oh, okay, but I can't say anything back because I don't know German. <laughs> yeah, there are similarities. I must say, when you speak the language, because I learned German at school and stuff, so like when I hear Dutch. It, it sounds like a mixture of, of German and English and then something I can't quite put my finger on. But, um, but there, there's other, there's other languages that are like, that. I think Danish is kind of like that as well. Like very well, like, um, the Belgian Flemish, cause that's a mixture of, uh, mm. Dutch and French. Yeah. When it's in the my teacher's Belgian actually. Oh, cool. Well, her, her family is. She was born in the Netherlands, but her family, yeah, her name is Mavrao Tielemans, and Tielemans is a typical Belgian name. Cool. cool. What, what she are some... Just, she should just make me a waffle. What are standards... What, <laughs> what are standard, like, Dutch names? Like, everyday names for Dutch Oh, yeah, you, you get a lot of... Um, Peter. Peter. And... Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of the bus, 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 Arni, bus Arni. No, uh, but I mean, in terms of, I don't know about first names because uh, <laughs> actually, you, you get a lot of uh, Brigitte, 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 
Oh, Brigitte. yeah, yeah. Isn't that a French name? Brigitte or Brigitte? I don't know. But like Bridget, it's like Bridget. It, you get a lot of Brigitte, Brigitte, Brigitte. Um, there's a lot of Roger, like Roger, Roger. Roger. Oh wow. Okay. Interesting. Like R, uh, but one of my friends is called Roj. R O S J. Roj. <laughs> but in terms of last names, I'd say the most popular one that I've seen about is Janssen. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Let's let's bring it back to um to COVID for a second. I just want to ask what it's like in the Netherlands because I don't know if you've been keeping up in the UK, but it's a bit uh fucking stupid at the moment. Aren't we, they we... bringing back that um no more than six people thing? Yeah, they've brought it back. But here's the issue with that, right? Is that a I mean, schools, first of all. <laughs> schools are open. You have classes full of like 30 or more kids. So that immediately trumps over your rule of not having more than six people in one particular area. So <laughs> secondly, <laughs> they've got this thing where um, they, they call it eat out to help out, which just on a side note, I think it's hilarious as a tagline. That's like... That's a bit... That's a bit uh... <laughs> That's not really PG. Maybe it's really yeah, PG. maybe it's my dirty mind, but the first time I heard that, I was like, that's hilarious. But no, but in all seriousness though, it seemed like a cool concept. Like, you know, get Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can spending just money. call my girlfriend over now. I can call <laughs> my girlfriend over. Hey, listen, the government recommends it. <laughs> we're helping we're helping the economy, guys. We're helping society. Okay. I mean, it, it is a it is just another reason to stay at home. I mean, yeah. No, but in all seriousness, though, it does. It helps local businesses, and it's it's designed as a as a concept to help you know, society, right? I get it, right? But instead of blaming it on, you know, or I did this in a video basically recently. I said, look, instead of looking at things like you know the fact that you know we've got this scheme which basically encourages people to actively spend time in closed areas where lots of people are being you know potentially catching the virus or, or being surrounded by it right that's number one number two you're actively encouraging people to do that you're encouraging people to instead of um isolate or, or stay away from people you're encouraging people to go out there and and you know mingle with other people so you're yeah. strengthening the chances of, of catching the virus or spreading it and then there's all these other things like uh, movie theaters opening and stuff. And don't get me wrong, where I sit on this is that I think all of these things can be done and done in a sensible way. But I don't think it's fair. Like the government has basically said, oh, it's the fault of all young people that we've had to go back into, you know, and regress back into this sort of secondary lockdown situation. It's because they're going out and, and, and fraternizing in big groups. And that's the reason. And it's like, I'm not completely disagreeing. I, I've seen some of that in Manchester. I've seen that in London. I've seen that in all sorts of places. So it does happen. But to completely pin it on young people is just BS. Like, it's not... Do you know what I mean? Especially, like, schools opening is a government initiative. They pushed that. They said, we want schools to be open again. We want, you know, kids to be in these classrooms. Do you know what I mean? It's just stupid. I don't know. I just think it's illogical, personally. But you're blaming kids for being kids. You know I mean, mean? Obviously, obviously kids want to go out and they want to have fun and they want to, you know, go down to the town and mm. hang around with each other. 
the fact that we can't do that's weird we're the only generation that this has happened to i don't think there's been any other i mean not unless we're talking about the black plague but this is the first time a global pandemic has ruined part of our childhoods see the thing is as well i think people because i i said this to my mom actually on the phone just before we uh um started the podcast that you know more people would take this lockdown seriously if the rules didn't contradict each other do you know what i mean like so if you say one thing and then you're doing another then people look at that even young people young people are smart they're not idiots they're going to look at that like well i can do whatever the fuck i want then because you know your rules are bullshit and they don't make any sense do you know I mean? if you have like a a blanket rule where it's like okay you just can't go anywhere just i know it's extreme but like you know you just can't leave right then everyone understands that and if everyone's following it then it's probably going to be okay and you're going to have minor problems but the fact that they've had all these different um contradictory rules like okay um you know they said like oh you have to wear masks whenever you go into stores now but then they were talking about people traveling on public transport don't have to wear masks and it's like well what's the point of wearing a mask in one medium or area but then not wearing it in another where people mix it's, it's ludicrous and that's i feel the story at least in the uk of um the government's response and failure it's not so much necessarily about them acting too late or putting measures in place it's the fact that they put contradictory measures in place all the time that just leaves the whole public thinking well what the fuck like i guess i just got to look out for myself and use my brain and be sensible with this but ultimately i don't know what the situation is but the the tricky part of it is that you know now they're introducing things like fines and stuff so if you're in a group of more than six people you apparently get fined like a hundred pounds or something and i know this in the beginning was a thing that happened or that at least that they they spoke about i don't think it was actually i didn't hear about any instances where it was actually you know enacted on but um it's something that is obviously designed to scare people and stop people from from doing that but i i the reality what you see is very different from what what the government says do you know what i mean like if i go into manchester city center not many people are wearing a mask it just feels like any other day of the year like it's as though there's not even a pandemic going on and i'm not trying to shit on people here i'm just saying that like that's that's how people are reacting to it and i think that you would see everyone wearing a mask in places like Manchester and London if the rules were actually logical and didn't contradict each other and just were watertight, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. But the, my, my biggest problem with it is, is, I mean, okay, fair enough. You have to wear a mask on public transport over here, at least over here and in Germany, you have to wear a mask on public transport. You have to wear a mask in a store, you have to wear a mask if you're sort of at risk. Well, either that or you just don't go out. Um, but the thing is, is I saw on the bus, how, do you know how they have those uh, screens that sort of tell you the stops that are coming up and yeah, also yeah, give yeah. you some sort of news? It said, um, let up, which is like, um, yeah, watch out. Uh, not wearing your mask in Germany can give you a fine of like 150 euros or something. <laughs> because the because the Limburg liner, the bus that I get, mm. it goes from Maastricht, uh, which is the city that I go to school in, yeah, into uh, to Aachen, which goes into Germany. Oh wow! 
So if the bus cuts into Germany, they have to tell you, yeah, you can't get a fine in the Netherlands for not wearing a mask. But if you're in Germany and you're not wearing a mask, you could get a fine. I think, mm. actually, I think you have to wear a, a mask on public transport regardless, but I think it's more strict in Germany than it is in the Netherlands. They're strict about everything. I, I was having a chat with some, some guys in my house except yesterday. Except speeding tickets. <laughs> except speeding tickets. Yeah, I mean, they have the fucking autobahn where you can go up to like 200 miles an hour, so that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> if you yeah, like but... driving, Germany likes you. <laughs> yeah, but they're strict about everything except... Yeah. Because like they're the they're the country that I know with the least expensive speeding tickets. So if <laughs> if if we get a speeding ticket, we have to pray it's in Germany. <laughs> yeah. If it's but in the Netherlands, again, again, England, Belgium, we're screwed. German Germany's like this with everything. Like one of my fat mates um, who's from uh, Romania told me that apparently uh, for things like torrenting, you can get a fine, even to this day, of up to like twenty thousand euros. Can believe that because i thought oh, a couple of hundred okay that's kind of annoying but it's it's not that bad but twenty thousand, that's insane what, what what would you even have to be doing to not be to like to not get arrested hmm. but to be doing something so serious that you get twenty thousand pounds well he was saying that it was to do with um distribution so what happened was this person that he knew that got this right <laughs> he actually got like something from like warner media or the the film owners and then um so he had to basically contest it appeal it and uh, he won obviously because he wasn't trying to distribute it um and then it got it lessened but i think it was still something like 5k which is ridiculous um but i mean i, I don't know man i mean these days yeah, I know certain countries they don't give a shit. Like in Estonia, I remember asking people like, oh, is it bad to torrent? And people would just laugh at me like, no one cares. <laughs> like, Pirate, piracy is shit. Everybody, everybody pirates stuff. Yeah. Everybody's pirated something in the past. I remember my grandpa used to burn CDs yeah. to, get, to get movies for me. And I'd watch, and I'd watch a, a cinema recorded copy of friggin' Over the Hedge or something. I never realized this actually, but yeah, I, I must have broken well, broken the law quite a lot when I was a teen because burning CDs was very common back back when I was when I was your age, when I was a teenager. So like we didn't have uh, streaming websites. We only had like, I think iTunes and Apple Music, that kind of shit. Um, but basically like if we wanted, okay, so this was like, I think either just before the iPod or around that time, but they were really expensive. So not everyone had them. So you had like, your choice was carry around a CD player <laughs> or uh, we called it a Walkman or have a, oh, shit, those, yeah. or an MP3 with the, with player. The yeah. And you'd, or you'd have an MP3 player where you'd basically um, have a very limited, maybe you could have like a hundred songs on there. So you'd have to choose very carefully what you'd want on there. And you'd always like, constantly change the songs that you have on there right so it was a lot of hassle and effort but it was kind of cool because it meant that you know you had this small thing you could carry around like eventually i got ipod classic and that was i still to this day it's the only apple product that i'll say is i had one of those yeah i had one of those i had a i'm not sure if it was like an ipod classic but it was like a very small like ipod and you had to spin the thing and it was green it was a green iPod and you had to like, yeah, like if you wanted to go down your list of songs, you had to like 
go clockwise on this little like sounds sensory. like an iPod Nano. I think that rings a bell. Possibly. Like you have to, you, you went you, like if I wanted to go down a list, you had to like do this sort of motion, the clockwise motion. Just going back, like um, before all of that stuff, um, when it was just the CDs situation, I, I would like burn stuff to cds just like you know generations before had like burnt stuff to tapes you know it was the same thing uh it took f forever but i did it and i i was terrible at this as well so, like, i'm better now like if you ask me like oh make me a, a cd or a playlist of, like a dance tracks i could easily do that and it will flow nicely right but back then i had no idea of that i just put my favorite songs on there so it'd be like bring me the horizon and then it'd be like i don't know lincoln park and then Metallica, and then a Slipknot song, and then like Cannibal Corpse, and then a bunch of metalcore bands, and then maybe like some pop song. It was like all over the shop. But it was like my only way of having like uh, some resemblance of what we have now, where you can just shuffle. Like I, I wish we'd had back then what we have now, because it was that, that stuff like that I don't miss at all. <laughs> it was painful. One of out. my pet peeves, though, one of my pet peeves is Spotify. Why? Okay, fair enough, you have adverts on the free version. Mm. But why can you only skip six times? I never listen to a playlist straight through. I always skip a couple of times to find a song I want to listen to at that precise moment. And then fair enough, people can just say, yeah, but you should just make a playlist that you, ha you, you like all of the songs in. Yeah, I do, but there's a, there's a song for every kind of time. I, ag I agree with you. Um, and this is why I have like so many playlists uh, for like different genres, different vibes, moods, uh, decades, like you name it. Right. Um, but I just have premium and I often do the thing because Spotify, I'll say this much. They're very good in terms of you just want to deactivate and reactivate your account. Like you people do it all the time and they accommodate that. So it's quite useful in that sense. Uh, it's only like, I think either 9.99 a month sometimes it's less but it's like it's okay and i think that you know you don't yeah you get the skippable thing no adverts so that's useful and and not annoying but also you've got this option of like ha getting to download the music so you can download the music say like a playlist to your phone and then listen to it offline without um fucking hell i sound like an advert for this shit <laughs> uh, yeah but the thing is is i yeah. have enough data so that i'm never really offline unless mm. i need to catch a flight or somewhere i'll go on the ship and then that 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 is useful but yeah i wish you could like i wish there was like a like a selector of the premium features that you want for example the the default bundle 9.99 you get Unlimited skips. You can listen offline, and well, I don't know. I think that's, that's it. it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. That's all. That's all I wanted, to be honest. I don't but really care. You, but, but if you wanted to take away the offline ability, mm. then that would go from nine ninety nine to four ninety nine, and really? then I would go, oh, great, because then I could, because then I can just listen. To, I I can skip as much as I want. But I don't really need to be offline, so I can just have one feature and it's cheaper. I agree with you. Uh, tiered systems are good. Like, um, on a side note, uh, WWE, the wrestling company, is talking about doing that. Because at the moment, they have like a blanket, like 9 dollars deal. But they're talking about having a tiered system where you would have like, yeah, 
two ninety nine gives gets you a certain access to certain things. Five ninety nine has this. You know, it's a sensible thing because not everyone can afford you know the top top thing, and not everyone wants to have the top top thing. Sometimes it's like you know Patreon. It's like yeah, Patreon. precisely yeah perks and, and shit yeah. Because for example, I think uh, like four or five months ago, I chose to donate to um modest pelican he's a he's just a gamer uh makes gaming videos but i got the one where he would follow me on twitter and we could have conversations but mm. the one above that was to get a free mug but i was like no i don't really i don't really need a mug <laughs> but tiered, yeah tiered systems aren't really flawed at all because you can choose exactly what you want what how long you want it and how much you want to pay mm. i don't really see any flaws in that that's it's a good idea yeah i agree i mean obviously everything needs adverts so i mean i know why they have adverts on the free version because they need to make money but i mean if you if you if you pay then you've kind of given them your money so they're like okay if i know i, I gotta you, say though like i i can't stand that fucking that advert shit that drives me nuts like i'd rather pay pay the money and just skip and do whatever the hell i want i, I love spotify personally i think it's great sometimes <laughs> when i run out of sometimes when i run out of skips and there's like nothing in the playlist that are playing anything good i just go on soundcloud and just listen to whatever on there <laughs> there is one way to get around it with 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 spotify if that happens um i think y you can like go to a new playlist and it'll let you skip a little bit before it starts doing that band thing again where <laughs> i think i don't know i used to be able to, to do that because sometimes, because I put I put one playlist on, I'm like, no, I don't really like that, and then I don't have any skips, so I go to a different playlist. That's not good either. No, no. Mm. All right, I'm just gonna go to SoundCloud or YouTube or something. <laughs> mm. What do you think about uh, YouTube Music? Because obviously, or YouTube Premium? Because I, I don't know much about it, but what I know is it gets you access to those like premium, uh, premium content that's only available on certain platforms. Uh, and also the big, I suppose the biggest thing is that you can listen to YouTube, any video, whatever, um, without the app closing, which is kind of a, de a deal breaker. Oh, so yeah. So you can, so you can sort of lock your phone and listen yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, cause I thought about it and then I saw how much it was and I was like, nah, it's not fucking worth it. But, um, but they've, they've been trying to justify, I suppose they've been trying to do the whole Netflix originals concept of, of making their own content. But everything I've seen, right, they'll, they'll release like, you know, um, a series for free. So you can see like one series. I think like the Sidemen did it, for instance. They have like the Sidemen show and you could you can see, I think you still can, can see like the first episode or the first season and then you've got to pay premium to see the rest, right? But like even the Sidemen kind of said like, yeah, you know, it's all right, but it's not really like us. And like I, I looked at the way it was filmed and what they were doing, and like it looks like fun, but it, it I agree. Like I think that their Sidemen Sundays are like miles better, and there's way less production quality going into it. You know, you don't have all the like celebrities and shit, but like the concept is good and the content is good, and I think that's the key. Like for instance, David Blaine right now is is has some series on premium, and yeah, I saw that when I was opening YouTube before. 
like I don't want to shit on it because I haven't seen it, but at the same time, like nothing about it draws me in. I don't see anything groundbreaking, but I see it plastered everywhere all over my YouTube, right? Because obviously it's it's being advertised. Um, but I just haven't seen or heard anyone talk about anything positive about premium. It's not to say that like I've heard people shitting on it either, but I haven't really heard anyone go like, oh yeah, 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 you got to get premium. Like it's so good, you know. Whereas you hear that with Netflix, you hear people saying like, oh yeah, you know, Stranger Things was so good or, oh yeah. Did you, did you, uh, did you see that episode of Bojack? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, YouTube premium, no, no thanks. I mean, if by chance, like YouTube works out for me and in five years or something, I have 2 million subscribers and mm. money that I can swim in like Mr. Scrooge, then sure, why not? But I'd like to discover it. I'd like to just find out what's available. But well, I, don't I mean, I, keep it. I don't see why not. But at the same time, like you said, not really worth the money. You don't get that many perks. I mean, okay, you can close your phone when watching a video, but what's the point in watching the video? Yeah. And YouTube, and, and as far as YouTube music goes, I have Spotify, SoundCloud, and um, Mixer. So, again, no. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> not, so, not should we start with the questions, sir? Yeah, go on. Let's let's get the questions out of the way. Let's do this. All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm being interviewed for once on my own podcast. How you're about being that? interviewed? <laughs> uh, how how about them apples? Um, all them? right. So the very first question, of course. How are you? How are you today? How am I? I'll be I'll be honest with you. I'm nursing a bit of a hangover, but I feel good. I feel very good right now um because i actually smoked weed for the first time in many many years and uh <laughs> basically we were having like a, a welcoming for two new housemates that we have for like a month and um you know I, we just wanted to greet them have beers chat you know just say hello right and then you ended up smoking some hookah well they had some stuff and i was like ooh, and i like normally i just be like nah but i was in a good mood you know not too drunk. Try something new. Well, it's not new. I mean, I did drugs a lot back in the day. So <laughs> it's like, it's more like... Get out get out of the 90s, Chris. It's it's a bit... Oi. I was a kid, <laughs> I was a kid in the 90s. How old do you think I am? <laughs> Fucking hell. Not that old. I, I barely remember the 90s. I remember um, little things. Like, I can remember going to school in the 90s. Um, I remember television watching certain programs like the all it's weird stuff i remember like i can remember uh coming home from school when i was like six or seven years old turning on the tv and it would be like there's this crappy australian program called neighbors right and <laughs> i don't know why it's popular it's like a soap in australia but it had a huge appeal in the uk for many years and uh so that would be on and basically I, it would come on about three four p.m and I would normally just have it on in the background waiting for like the good programs that are coming up because the lineup on BBC two in the nineties and the early two thousands was fucking lit. It'd be, <laughs> no, seriously, it was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air always. And then I think it was like, I've heard that's good. It's excellent. It's, it stands out even to, especially today, actually, uh, the Simpsons, there'd always be a Simpsons episode. Uh, there was occasionally robot wars. If you remember that, that was good shit. You ever heard of Robert Wars? Wait, is that the uh, 
the remote control robots that fight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. And it was it was even re- it was really good in the beginning because Jerry, Jeremy Clarkson used to present it, and he was brilliant. <laughs> he he would so picture this right. He's walking around, being him, you know, taking the piss, right? But like you got so many of these people, like they would do this pre-match, I guess you could call it, like interview thing, where they would walk around the warehouse where everyone's like working on their bots and shit. And they're like, you know, I guess hyping up before the fight. Like, yeah, you know, we've got this extra piercer that we're going to destroy Razor with, like, cause they had names for the, the bots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Razor versus Scorpion or some shit like that. But it was, it was good. Like, Sunflower versus sausage sandwich. Sometimes it was like that. Some of them were really out there and like had weird, but it was fun. It, I don't know. It was, it was a lot of fun. And he would. Oh yeah. This is, this is my uh, robot biscuit tin. Uh, I call him yeah. that because he's made out of a biscuit tin. Uh, my grandma is not very happy with me. So I need to win this fight so I can give her a biscuit tin back. But it was really Although good. Although I'll have to tell her to watch her fingers when she's going to for a, get a biscuit. Cause you know. It was really good with Jeremy Clarkson when he when he would interview these guys, and it would often be like some fifty year old bloke with his son or something, which was kind of sweet. But like <laughs> he would he would just rip them out. He'd be like, you know, so so is he gonna win? And he'd be like, and then he just rip rip the, rip apart the guy, and sort of be like, what are you doing? Like what, <laughs> what are you playing at? Like, it, it was almost like he wanted to say like. Why? Why are you wasting your time on this shit? But but he, <laughs> you know what I mean. It was that kind of like. But he did it in an entertaining way, and he, you know, it was fun. And um, like the the sort of classic Jeremy Clarkson. What are you doing? No, yeah, you yeah. No, 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 no. Don't be stupid, James. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, I re- I remember also they had these uh, house robots that were quite interesting. They were like, um, oh yeah, the ones that would come out if the fight was going on for too long. So, yeah, they were like supposed to be like I don't know. Th- 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 okay, so so if I remember correctly, some of them would just be in certain corners. So if you got too close to a particular corner, they would just like destroy you. But then they also had this thing where I think if you like, like one of them was like if you fell in, if you went into a particular area, like one of them had like a flamethrower on the top, so it like push you in there and set your bot on fire. And uh, there were other ones. I think it was to do with like traps or. or other things I, don't, I can't really remember exactly but they would be pulled out for specific reasons and it was cool because all the different robots had different i'm gonna i'm gonna to quickly you. look this up because this is this is actually really interesting <laughs> okay i want to i want to know oh yeah robot wars house robots i never thought yeah. i would be talking about robot wars on my podcast if I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's what you get for inviting a 16 year old uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you you saw you saw it though. Um, I, I suppose the the program has got a, a lot of longevity because I mean it started uh, late nineties, early two thousands, and I believe it's still going on in other countries. I don't think it's going on in the UK anymore. But uh, the house robots were set of robots on Robot Wars. Ball. Go figure. That acted as additional hazards for competitor robots in the arena. They would usually occupy one or more uh, corner patrol zones and either attack competitors if they entered the CPZs or became immobilized, after which they were free to roam the arena. So if one competitor went into the corner and then the house robot killed it, he could then go back and go for the other one if he wants. Yeah. 
Four House Robots debuted in season one. Dead Metal, Matilda, Sergeant Matilda. Bat- yes, I remember Matilda. Matilda was the tiny one that looked really silly and like unassuming. And if you had a really big bot, you could actually take on. Like I sometimes saw the house bots would get destroyed by bigger bots, but rarely did that happen. Like it was, it was only when you had like bots like Matilda would would actually there would be some sort of a chance. Whereas there was what was that one Sir Killalot? Is that one so, yeah these um with more joining them as the original series yeah. progressed these additions were sir killalot mr cycle growler and cassius chrome yeah, i don't remember that but i remember sir killalot because it was huge and it had like some it was sort added of... in season two mr yeah. cycle season six growler season uh, series six and cassius chrome was series seven sir killalot was the best one so it was huge and it had like a a very, it was weird, like full, most of these robots were really tiny. I'm not sure and, if you can see that at all. Yep, yeah, I can see it. It's good. But it's like, it, it, it has like a whole body and like, it's huge. Whereas a lot of the bots were really tiny. They'd often, he's, they got, he's got like tank wheels and like a knight armor sort of base and a spire and loads of armor all over him. But like your, your typical bot would generally be small like a square shape or a circle, like very small, like, and like bots, like so killer lot could literally just ride over them. <laughs> like they were so small. But there were, it's, there were a the few tracks, man. There were a few that were like really, I remember there was this one bot that for many years was like the champion. I think it was called razor. And it was literally just a small kind of box with like a big, massive metal, um, piercing tool. And it would literally, as it would basically clamp you, and then, like, force the... Uh, yeah, 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 there you go. You can see it, yeah. It would clamp you and put the pincer into your, uh, into your body's... When I was searching this up... Chassis. When I was searching this up, one of the recommendations was uh, Razor versus Sir Killalot. So I take it you went against Sir Killalot. Wow, i got to see that's, that, man. <laughs> that, that, that's got to take some balls to go up against one of the house robots that literally looks like a tank. Well, like I said, sometimes they would do that. Sometimes, like you, you would have people do it for a laugh and see what happens. And sometimes they would beat the house bars. <laughs> it was quite funny. I think if Sir Killalot was to get destroyed, I think what would you even do from that point? <laughs> You'd have to have a pretty powerful bot to to make that happen. That's yeah. well, would the would the game just start with? Like, did you just kill Sir Killalot? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was easy. <laughs> Killed them. Yeah, uh, no, Robot was always was good. Uh, there was also what, what else was there? Um, there? There was a bunch of Star Trek. That was how I got into Star Trek. Star Trek: The Next Generation. They would do replays of that. Uh, obviously, I got I became a much bigger fan as I got older. But it was fun to watch as a kid as well because it was just kind of weird and out there. But I swear that BBC Two um, lineup for many years. I mean, you had at least four hours, four hours of good programming there every week. I think it switched. I think it switched to Nickelodeon because I think I remember mm. that's what I watched Robot Wars on. Oh really? Wow. Okay, that's weird. But I mean, it's like if if there's a good day of television, because mm. the problem is with now is most people just watch Netflix or YouTube because. There's yeah. never anything good on TV. Yeah, it's true. And that's true now. I mean, occasionally there's Top Gear and on Comedy Central, there's South Park, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, things like that. But other than that, I mean, they don't even play it in the same order. So if you're on season two 
they might be showing an episode from season three or something. And you're like, well, no. Well, no, I mean, that's a bit unfair because normally they just start like, okay, let's say like Friends, for instance, if they're doing a Friends rerun, they'll always start from the beginning. And, but the, the problem with that is that they will replay the same episode like five times a day before they get to the next one. Um, but they normally go through it. That's like, just to make sure you don't miss it. Yeah. Like, but if you're at work through the day it? and then come home, I mean, you can watch it on Netflix. Just yeah. stop messing about. I think I might... there is this weird kind of thing with TV, though, that I've never been able to explain. It's like a movie almost feels like more special and more fun if it's on TV versus if you've just chosen it. Do you know what I mean? For some yeah, reason, because it, because it doesn't, it does, it doesn't take into account. Like, if I want to watch a James Bond movie, yeah, because I remember one. I don't think it was Christmas, but I think I remember one summer. They what they played the James Bond movies. Uh, every Friday, mm. every okay. Friday night from ten till whatever time the movie finished, mm. and they just went through and went through, and watching them on TV with the ads yeah. was better than if I put it on on Netflix because oh, okay, there's a break. I'm gonna go to the toilet, get a drink, get some peanut M and M's, and I'll be back. And then I sit back down, and then the closing part of the advert would come on, and the movie would start and go, oh, great. Yeah, what? Why is that? Why is that interesting? Or, or so not interesting. Why is that more preferable? Because it, when you really think about it, it's not. It's it's much more convenient to like yeah, pause it, and you you still can. You can pause TV and shit. But yeah, but not having not having that like exact pausing ability. I mean, because I don't like pausing live television because then it's not live television anymore. Because okay, fair, fair, fair. I don't like pausing actual TV. It's weird. I, I like it. I like it on I like, programming. I don't like it on live, like like a live sports event or something. I think that's defeats the point. But but it's yeah. useful. I mean, if you genuinely needed to like, and you didn't want to miss anything, then you've got that option now. Whereas you just yeah, we we re- we set the uh, MotoGP to record if we have to go out. So like if we'll we'll watch up to a certain point, and then if I have to go out, we'll set to record from when we stopped watching it. Yeah. Or we'll just record the entire uh, race. But yeah. Anyway, do you mind if I uh, scoot into please the second? Please. The sec. We're in. We're in the second category. See, I like it because I don't have to do now. the research for once. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> oh, you did twenty-five minutes. That's that's. I wasn't expecting that. I thought we'd just have like a couple of questions and that would be it. I wasn't expecting the whole segment yeah, no 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 i did my homework uh okay so this is the backstory section oh i'm worried okay <laughs> no, no 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 no, no. I, I, don't, I don't not 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 too deep okay um phil collins would be impressed it's not in too deep uh so in terms of city where are you from london so you are from london and you live <laughs> in manchester yeah okay and what was it like growing up there? What was it like growing up in London? Um, when I was a teenager, it was it was some of the best times of my life. Um, I've said this many times before, but yeah, I loved I loved growing up in London because, you know, I didn't live exactly in London. I lived in a suburb uh, in West London or Northwest London, I should say, an area called Hillingdon. Um, very beloved to me even to this day like there are certain areas uh, shout out to Ryslip 
Norfolk Hills. Um, th- those areas like near where my school were and stuff, uh, there's really like, beautiful nature around there. It was, it, I just loved it. Loved it. Um, anyway, I would often go to London, you know, places like Camden, Trafalgar Square, Leicester Square, Camden Lock, um, a bunch of places and this was at a time in in the 2000s like mid 2000s or whatever where um there was a big divide kind of between um people that were into like mainstream stuff and then people that were into like rock and metal because these days everyone's kind of into everything so i mean you do get people that are like you know i'm a goth or i'm this i'm that but like most people just don't care whereas back then there was more of a divide like if you went to camden town back then it was like there wasn't any mainstream stuff there or very little. It was very, you know, you'd have like loads of market stalls with goth jeans or like grunge stuff. or I don't know. It was just a different time, different vibe. And I loved it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I was into like, you know, skateboarding. So I'd often go skateboarding around various places in, in London. Like There's this place called Bay 66, which is like a, a skate park underneath a bridge. Uh, in Labbrook Grove and um, it's one of the best skate parks I've ever been to it's like all wooden like really nice it's got a massive vert ramp at the back which is a lot of fun to go into it's like a professional one as well and um, yeah you know I, I was just I was a happy kind of go lucky teenager you know I would I was into music I wrote music all the time you know with my bands that I was in and stuff and I made the most of my teenage years. So, so growing up in London was kind of an op, an ideal place for that because it has a bit of everything. And I know a shit on London because like, you know, I'm not a fan of living there. But that's because as I became an adult, uh, it, it changed. So obviously when you're a teenager, you don't have responsibilities, you know. London is expensive. Yeah. And this is the thing. It got more and more and more expensive. So like even when I was a teen, it was okay. It It wasn't like super cheap but it was like reasonable whereas these days i mean it's it's astronomical and when we're talking about things like house prices or even just renting there um you know travel is a big one these things just put me off and i worked there as an adult for many years and i was just put off by it i just there was nothing there that really allured me to it there are beautiful parts of London and interesting architecture and there's lots to do, but I feel like, and I have a lot of people that agree with me on this, that London is a great place to visit, but it's not a great place to live necessarily. And like, if you, if you want to have a good quality of life there, you need to be earning like a really highly paid salary to cover the costs of everything. Like you can have a good life in London, but you need to like work your ass off to get it. If you know what I mean? (laughs) And that's the tricky part. Like for me, it's not that I don't want to work hard because I work hard with everything that I do, but I don't want to like, you know, pay my full salary and have nothing left uh, and not be able to eat or whatever. Or, or do you know what I mean? Like have very little every month. And, and because I just, I want to have fun. I want to go out and do things, explore, um, have holidays, whatever. Like I want to live life, have fun. You know what I mean? I don't want to just, um, what's the expression? work to live do you know what i mean like i, I want to yeah like yeah. Uh, and i don't think that work necessarily has to be that like that either you know it does depend on the position career that you go for or, or whatever you know excuse me but, 
uh, how dare you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I am sorry. Yawn, yawn when I'm speaking. It's it's me. How? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, no, no hablo inglés. No, no hablo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, London. London was 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 cool to grow up in, but I think I think it it has its. It I I think it suffers from big city syndrome, if if that makes sense, because everyone that I speak to that talks about like living in Moscow or living in uh, say New York, when they talk about it, it's it sounds exactly the same to my experiences in London. Um, and I think that's just the nature of living in a big city. For some people, it's the greatest thing ever. And I, I get it. Like if you grew up in a small town somewhere and, you know, there wasn't much going on, it can be very frustrating. So I understand why it's like really fun to live in a big city. For me, I like so to have a... The thing is, is the people who live in the center of like a place like Manhattan, yeah. most of those people are like either judges, lawyers, yeah. or high-ranking government people mm, mm -hmm. for example a lawyer can go from one place in manhattan where they work to their home like three four five blocks away go up into their massive friggin 50th floor penthouse mm. and just be chill because they know that however much they make their living space is only like what the 24th of what they earn yeah i mean i i think that like generally when it when it comes to where you want to live at a particular time i think it depends where you are at your point at that point in life you know like i grew up in london anyone that grows up anywhere you know you kind of get sick of the place that you were born in because you want to see something different do you know what i mean so that's that's a big thing and i always had this bug travel bug i wanted to explore see other cultures all that stuff and then you know i lived in places like uh, estonia where um it was very small by comparison like i was able to see like the whole country within a couple of years and Tallinn, the city the the main city the capital is very small so it not to say that it gets boring but it's like there's a lot less going on right i agree and, because where i live in vals mm. don't get me wrong i love it i love the people i love the architecture i love literally everything about it there's mm. a big supermarket in the middle there's smaller shops sort of around the outside and along the main road hundreds of shops i mean hundreds but you know what i mean there's it's it's a big main street there's market days on tuesday where all of the germans everybody from the towns close and the on the dutch side come in the vals to do their shopping yep. fine brilliant lovely wonderful but, I mean, there's, there's barely any police here. The mm. closest police station is halfway down the friggin' road. There's, no, there's nothing... I mean, Vals is home to the Trilanderpunt, which is the highest point in Vals. Cool. So it's a very touristy place, mm. which means you get a lot of Belgians, you get a lot of Germans, and obviously you've got a lot of Dutch people. But I want to travel as well. Yeah, like, yeah. but it's not it's not hard to do that because the the Netherlands is a pretty small place. My my advice to you, because this is what I've done, is to just experience as many different um, places and live in them as possible. Because like I've lived on like farms, for instance. I've lived in the 
backass fucking nowhere um where nothing's going on i've lived in places where like shit's going on all the time you know good places bad places everywhere and what i would say is it doing that helps you to understand what you need and when you need it kind of thing like so here's here's a quick example right when i was 18 i went on a holiday with an ex-girlfriend oh i think i was 19 actually whatever uh it was like a holiday getaway kind of thing it was, it was really sweet and um we went to a place called uh devon right and um if, if you haven't been to devon it's fantastic great custard. sort of custard of course yeah <laughs> um no but they had they have really good uh quality things that are made freshly there like things like ice cream and stuff and it's by the sea uh, it's got all this amazing like history and culture and stuff um but if you're a young person it's not good uh it's it's you know it's for old people for people retiring for people that want a getaway from city life or something and i genuinely remember thinking this is brilliant but it's like wrong time if i came back here when i was like 50 or 60 perfect right now no i want to do shit with my life i want to go places see the world and i kind of remember thinking like it's cool that i can think that way at that age like appreciate it for what it is but know that it's just something to return to as opposed to like um being like oh this sucks you know because i think everyone in life you you go through waves you're like okay i want to live in a big city for a while okay now i want to travel for a while okay now i want to focus on my career so you know i'm going to live in the city and do this or, or whatever like for me i'm in a position where i just wanted to go back to the uk i missed the uk but i didn't want to go to london for the reasons I explained before. And I also kind of thought about the fact that like, I want to live somewhere where stuff is going on, but I have access to like travel around and see culture and, and, and like rural stuff as well, countryside, stuff like that. Um, I just kind of want to have a bit of both, you know, and I don't want it to be like too insane. Like Manchester is kind of ideal in that sense. Cause it's a big city. It's, it rivals London in many ways, but it's not, it's not like it doesn't have the capacity that London has. And that's kind of a big draw for me. It's like, I want to be somewhere where stuff is going on, but I can also escape from things as well. And there's I think a lot of, there's balance. a lot of industries in Manchester as well, because right, yeah. there's, the, there's the Salford Keys, which yep. is actually now, I think there's a BBC center there. I'm not yeah, sure. BBC, ITV, all that stuff is based there. They filmed Coronation Street there as well. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And then there's Manchester where there's all of these, these offices and shops and yep. things like that. Yep, yep. But there's a lot of history behind Manchester mm -hmm. in the sense that the Salford Keys used to be where a lot of stuff came in from other countries. And that's the one thing I did listen to in uh, geography because in Manchester is very interesting. Manchester where I live, place, actually. I could probably shake hands with the UK in the sense that I've been to enough places mm. to sort of have, say, I've had my fill of England and Scotland and things like that. I've been, to, I've been to Edinburgh, I've been to York, I've been to Scarborough, I've been to Rye. I've been to places that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. I, was, I, I forgot the name of it. It begins with an A and it's like a, it's up a lot of like hills. So it's very... It's very high in the air. It's very high up above sea level. And it's like just a, just a small town. It's just got like a hotel in it. and some sh there's, Actually, I don't even think there's many shops. 
and then that's just sort of it and then it just goes back down the hill to more hills but yeah i mean where i live is very rural looking out my window i can see a crap ton of trees and mm. i can see sheep and cows and a long country road and a farm and more stuff and if i look out over that way there's the sort of town city things like that and then oh cool going that way would lead you towards um into, into the netherlands more into the Meers and maastricht over that way leads you to germany that's about it there's no cool. cities really close by here closest would probably be maastricht or Heerle mm. or landgraf which is like 20 minutes away from me yeah, I, th- I think it's 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 everything has a time limit for in terms of like how long a person should be in a place. But everyone is different, you know. I've met some people in life who are so perfectly content just staying in like you know their hometown, for instance. And I don't understand it personally, but I can appreciate it. You know what I mean? I, I think that you love what you love, and if you are happy, then just just roll with it, innit? But like, I think it is good <laughs> roll with it, innit? Well, yeah, but like, I think it is important to experience other things because if nothing else, even if you don't discover that, you know, there's something out there that's different for you that's better by comparison, it at least makes you appreciate like what you do have back home kind of thing. You know, like me, when I lived abroad, I, there was a lot that I missed about the UK. And um, so when I did return, I kind of, it was a good feeling. Do you know what I mean? After, after all that time to, to kind of yeah. to have that stuff again. And, and I, I, I count myself very grateful that I've had that experience in another country and, you know, that can never be taken away. And it's, it's a really cool feeling. Um, but one thing I will never work in Vals. Never. <laughs> Why? What's wrong? I will never work in my hometown because it's so small that there's nothing really here to work i mean for example i want to be an engineer or something to do with auto mechanics so i'm going to try and find a job in maastricht or here where it's 20 30 minutes away mm. so i actually travel to work rather than yep. just getting in the car driving five minutes down into town and then just parking the car and going to work and then driving all the way back up the you, hill again you, and then... you come into a good point actually i i do think it's important that a person's work is because this is one of the things I want to do with my life as well. I want to travel. Like I want to be based in the UK and have a home. That's kind of my dream is to have like a home, a base somewhere that I can be like, this is home kind of thing. Uh, But then I spend all my time exploring the world, you know, I don't know, acting, music, whatever, wherever life takes me kind of thing. Um, And I want that contrast. I think it's very important because that makes you appreciate home more. Like if you do everything in your hometown, uh, you can get sick of it and like home shouldn't be that home should be like a sanctuary something that you I'm happy to. I'm happy that I mean I feel sorry for the people in my school who live in Maastricht as well as go to school there mm. but for me when I get into Maastricht I'm like right school but when I get on the bus and I come back here into Vals I'm like the I'm home yeah, okay. Uh, I just sort of went into Dunglish there. I just, I just. Dunglish. <laughs> Dunglish. Yeah. That's the thing. Dunglish. Yeah, it is. But I get, I get into the bus station outside of the. Yeah, it's called the Fritti Boot. Just the. The what? Sorry. 
the the fritty boot because uh, over here fries or chips are fritches fritches okay yeah so it's called the fritty boot the, the fries shop fritty boot. so i get off the bus across the road i get my bicycle and i sort of just ride well well it depends on if i want to get home fast or not if i want to go home fast i'll just go straight up mm. but i like to ride through the town a little bit and then turn right and then go up this nice sort of stony street and then it's, go it's around. weird isn't it it's, it's kind of weird how, how everyone is different in that way. Because when I was your age, I was the same. And I always have been. I love to explore, love rural stuff. I think it's really important, right? But I remember when I was at school, um, basically, to get to school, I could walk to school, and I often did, right? But in the beginning, I would take the bus, right? And the bus took uh, about half an hour, give or take, Um pretty chilled do you know what i mean but the actual walk from where i lived all the way up to the school was probably about an hour maybe a bit more and it was crazy it involved literally walking from one town to another then walking all the way up a hill and then going down the hill and then basically walking into a forest uh, which is kind of crazy because sometimes it would be like at like you know winter it'd be like you know really dark you can't see anything right um walk through the forest <laughs> yeah well you know i was an idiot teenager and it was fun <laughs> um and I, tired. I was great it was good for exercise and i liked it it was so much better than having to wait around for the bus in the freezing cold or like but what about you know, but what about those times where you like you, you you were at school and you could not be asked to go home what did you do in that situation I never had that. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> you can't be asked to go home. Because sometimes, sometimes I'm standing outside of school when I leave. I'm like, I, I can't be asked to go home. But I can't be asked I mean, to stay here either. I had, I, had experience, <laughs> I had times when I wanted to like hang out and maybe like, uh, you know, I knew I had like loads of work to do or uh, something, reason that I couldn't go. But like most most days I would either hang out with friends after school or I would go skateboarding. I would go skateboarding pretty much every single day after school plus weekends. Um, Did you not skateboard to and from school or no? Occasionally. Uh, we weren't really allowed to, but I would just do it anyway and get in trouble for it quite often. <laughs> um, the thing, the thing yeah. is, is though... The thing is, is though, that's not English. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the problem, you can't take your bike on a bus over here because of Corona. Mm. I think normally, I, I wish the I wish buses over. That's why I love American buses. Because yeah. you walk up to a bus, you put your bike on the front of the rack, you strap it in, you get on the bus, you pay for your ticket, you go. Get off, take your bu uh, bike, go. But what I'm thinking of doing depending on how long I go to school, because obviously there's the school I, I have to go to after this one, which is actual college. Mm. I'm going to save up and get a scooter license and scoot to school. Yeah. Sounds sensible. Because, I mean, the bus is cool and all, but if I can take myself to school... <laughs> you know, I remember when I was at school, there was this, like, gang... Right, that would hang oh, out. The right. moped gang. It was legitimately. It was a moped gang. <laughs> it was a bunch of like guys that were either sixteen, seventeen, like out of school age, but weren't doing anything with their lives. Right, they were you know, literally their life consisted of just driving around on a moped, hanging around outside the school. You know, they don't go to the school, 
and they're too old for school, but they're like the cool, well, I don't know, edgy kids or some shit. But they would literally just sit there trying to look hard. And I was like, I'm sorry, you can't look hard on a moped. I mean, if you if you <laughs> rocked up, if you rocked up on a Harley Davidson, you're yeah, and then you just stop and you're just like, so. But yeah, I can see that, but you but, can't. But you, no, yeah, yeah, no. This does not strike fear. You don't go. <laughs> What's up, man? That, no, that's not happening. You, no one's making. The only time a moped is cool is like classic, you know, quad quadrophenia. Um, back in the day, like that, that that was Vespers. when mopeds were cool. Vespers. Yeah, yeah Vespers. Sorry, yeah, that's because there was a variant of a of a moped. Is that right? Or yeah, it, it, it was a make, but it was right. like the like the, like a classic red Vespa. Yeah, like those are cool, and they were cool. But like modern mopeds, I'm sorry, like just in general, they just look ugly. I, I don't understand the appeal. I mean, I get that they're... Scooters, scooters are handy, and there's a lot of mm. uh, bicycles in the Netherlands. So if there's a lot of sco- there's a lot of scooters as well, because scooters that are limited to 50 kilometers an hour, mm. which is scooters that 16-year-olds can get, Yeah, they have to ride on bike paths. Oh, interesting. Okay. On they, and they have to ride on the side of the... Because ro- on the roads here, there's obviously the two lanes, and then there's a little red section of on each side of the road for bicycles. It's uh, called a fitspad, like a, a, a bike path. Um, That's not confusing at all, the fitspad. The, the fitspad. <laughs> a, a bicycle is a fit. A bicycle is a fit. Okay. And um, a motorbike is a motorfits. Motorfits. So fits is bike and then motorbike. Um, so yeah. And then if it can go over 50 miles an hour, like if it's a scooter with gears, then it can go on the road. But people normally don't. They just stick to the bike paths because they can go on the bike paths, but they're supposed to be on the road, mm. but on the side of the road. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. But yeah, I'd love to get, I'd love to scoot to school. I think it would be cool because I can just listen to my music. Just love, love to scoot to school, mate. Scoot, I love to scoot, 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 mate. I go to Street. Oh, Betty. Sorry, that's what I thought. <laughs> Betty. 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 Betty the Vespa. No, no, no. no. I can't, for I can't, for I can't anyone that is out of the UK that have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> I can't even remember yeah. the name of that program, but I remember uh, Frank Spencer, I think his name was, wasn't it? Betty. Something, something like that. Betty. Yeah. But I can't, I can't call my scooter Betty because I've already named my car Bessie. So... You named your car Bessie? Yeah. It's an old Toyota Corolla. It's called Bessie. What has the Netherlands done to you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, but I, I don't know. It's, just a, it's an old 1998 car. It needs a classic name. It's green. Bessie. I don't know, I just can't ever, you know, people normally name their, their car something cool, like Jaguar, Mercedes, Bessie. Bessie. <laughs> it doesn't have the same Bessie, the new ultra-reliant Ford car of the year. Bessie. <laughs> <laughs> Meet the Toyota Corolla, otherwise known as Bessie. Coming this month in cinemas near you. 
Coming this October. This fall. <laughs> from Coming. This is my favorite one. From the makers of. Like that. Just when he says that. From the makers of the Avengers and others. Other films. <laughs> J.D. Salinger presents Catcher on the Rye and other books. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> presenting stuff well like, imagine if if it was like honest so it's like they're talking about Twilight. presented directed by but, someone imagine if it was just the guy saying his opinions so like he sees that it's twilight and he's like presenting badly written fan fiction twilight <laughs> imagine 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 him with a top gear movie though coming from the creators of Top Gear, obviously. Coming, Top Gear, the, the movie. movie. <laughs> Featuring Jeremy Annoying Clarkson, Hammond, the short person, and James May, the old bloke who people keep around because he's sarcastically funny. You put it sound <laughs> a bit like you're doing a Batman impression. Like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Robin, what are you doing, Robin? Uh, it's so fun to do. You killed my parents. You killed my family. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Look at my family. This would be a forty. Forty. Just, 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 just this. Just. I'm Batman for for like a minute. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Uh, yeah, I'm Batman. To anyone listening on like Spotify or Apple or whatever, you just hearing us just going Batman for two minutes. <laughs> Batman. Normally, normally I'm good with character impressions. If I'm not, they. I'm I'm good with I'm good with accents. So I know that much. I'm really good with accents. I've been experimenting thing. a lot with them recently. I, I quite I quite enjoy them. I like someone. The someone ones. asked me yesterday to do an Indian impression. I said no because I'll end up being racist or something. I, I, like mm. Ireland, I can do. Uh, England and Scotland, I can do. Potatoes. Bottom mouth. Stick them in a shoe. I'm a, Oh, you're a potato farmer. Potato farmer. Potato farmer. Your dad's a I hear farmer. you're a racist now, father. <laughs> That's my That point. one's the loud one. Sorry. <laughs> what, what's the church's opinion on racism then? <laughs> oh, I didn't know about this. Uh, I didn't know about this uh, racism thing you're talking about. Jesus I Christ. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. No idea. I'm Scotland. Scottish, Scottish man. That's right. <laughs> I'm a. I'm too, a I'm, too fucking right, lad. Pretty much. <laughs> and when people talk like as Germans, they talk like this every single time. Mm. And then, and in the Netherlands, people talk like this. You know, you we we go to do this and we go to do that. We uh, I don't ask you questions. I just say we we go we go to the park. <laughs> I know. I was just. I. I love this Ronnie Flex, Lil Klein thing. Even though it's like five years old, I just love their music. It's really good. Oh, are, oh is that, that is that that song that um you asked me to do? And I still yeah. They they've got some other good ones. They did a song called One Two Three as well, which is like the same song kind of, but like a different variant. It's cool. It's it's yeah. Do you, do you remember anything about the song that you practiced or did you forget it all? 
Uh, um, I, I can barely remember it. No. I think you sent me. I think you sent me a video on Twitter. I said, yeah, you? I sent you a clip. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've I've got it. I've got it here. If you want to be embarrassed. Go on then. Oh, okay. We're actually gonna do this. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna do this because um, it's gonna sound awful. I just want to see it. I want to see if I can do it again. Let me see if I can hear it. I've got to, I've got to like... Like Inception. You know, I learned a little bit of that song that I wanted you to learn, but it gets way harder. <laughs> this is just jokes. Hmm. As a beast for Tunin, it ran for a band, and I get any comedy talent, and get drunk, and truce, you get drunk, and As a beast for Tunin, it ran for a band, and I get any comedy talent, and truce, you get drunk, and truce. Yeah, I remember it. As a beast for as a bitch feel chilling, it's red bar by problem down her keep him he come down lame down he get dunk and trucks. Wait, say 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 that slower, I'm gonna try and translate that. As a bitch feel chilling, it red problem down hunk and he needs come down down he get drunk and trucks. He get drunk and drugs, <laughs> something like that. Is it if a bitch wants to chill? That's no problem. Um, something like about not coming alone, mm. and then having and then having uh, alcohol and drugs. Standard. So basically, <laughs> so basically every rapper ever, every rap okay. song ever. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got weed, 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 cocaine. Yes, yes, drugs. Yes. Every no, I, I should I should I should change that. Every rap song, sort of circa two thousands onwards, because <laughs> before it was no, I, no. I like rap music. I like it, but it it's it's you have to really dig deep to find like you know meaningful rap these days. So a lot of it is just people rapping about. Guns, I don't know why, but cars. I've been listening to um, Roddy Rich, uh, the Box, a lot. I got no idea who you're talking about. Pulling at the group with the lot, turn them fuck twelve, fuck swap, busting at the bells at the box. <laughs> I mean, it's like you're speaking Japanese to me. I no idea. <laughs> Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. I think I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. What just happened? You know that? You don't know that song? I'm loving it. Thank you, Kokoro. I like that we're in the same mood today. This this makes this even more fun. <laughs> Both in that kind of like light, playful mood. So it's like it works nicely. I'm just okay. doing the test. I'm doing the test on the sofa. So what? So what more do you have for me in, in the questions? Funnily enough, that was only uh, yeah. That's only three of about what ten, twelve. Oh damn! Okay, let's keep going. Yeah. We've been doing this for like two hours now. No, we have not. Really? Yeah, it's wow. it's 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 twenty to three over here. Damn. Well, let's keep going. Let's let's see what what you got. 
Okay, what made you want to become a content creator and why and when did you make your first YouTube video? Ooh. All right, I'll start with the second question. Um, first YouTube video actually was like 2007, 2008. It's like really back in the day. Because when, when I started doing YouTube properly was like 2013. But before then, you know, everyone had a YouTube account and would just like mess around with it because like you, you couldn't earn money back then. It was just the weird novelty thing. Right. Uh, and I would post like skating videos on there and um, of me at the local park that I went to and stuff. And I, I just didn't really think anything of it. The only thing I, I was gutted about is that I never got those clips. I would have liked to have kept those clips because there's loads and loads of videos of me skating. <laughs> yeah, you could have you could have made it like a montage. Yeah, exactly. I have photos of me skating, so that's something. But yeah, I would have liked to have had that. But yeah, anyway, uh, fast forward to uh, 2013. I saw the situation with what was going online. I thought, oh, that'd be cool. Maybe I'll try that. So I started an account this was december 2013 and i started doing a mixture of music uh and those videos are still there um i stand by the mu the music was still good like you know it might not have been the best ever but i still am proud of it but i had videos on there that were not music that were like uh i suppose listicles or like try trying to kind of copy what was everyone else was doing and it was really cringe. Like, I think I, I had one, like, something to do with, like, hairstyle, bad hairstyles or some shit. And it was so cringe. Like, I, I, I basically faked my presentation style. I tried to be, like, what every YouTuber was doing and still does in some cases. Um, and it was cringe. And I knew it was. And I deleted it. And I, I kept the music videos. But I didn't really pursue it because back then I didn't have confidence in myself in my abilities and um i just felt like i had no good ideas and i thought like well if i ever do youtube i want to come back to it when i have some good quality ideas and so i kind of you know I, I would upload a video here and there but i just didn't really ever take it seriously and then when i got to university i started to like get sort of experimental with music more because i have like these shifts in with music it's always been like i'll be in a band for a couple of years i'll do some solo stuff then i won't do anything for a while then i'll come back to it you know it's that's what it's like for me in music i've always been doing stuff in my life but music has always been there and so when i was at uni i had a, a point where you know i was in a couple of bands i was experimenting playing a lot so i recorded a, a bunch of videos and i thought like, oh maybe this would be my chance to like you know make a youtube like make it proper and again same thing happened but it was different this time because i actually genuinely had no time i <laughs> the further i got into my degree the less time i had and i was just working an insane amount both in my job and uh the um the degree itself so i just didn't have time for music and then when i graduated and moved to estonia um same thing i just had a lot going on in my life and when it came to 2019, I suddenly had a lot more time. I started doing acting. This was the beginning of 2019. And I uploaded those videos on there thinking like, oh, and they got a couple of views. They did well. And I was like, hmm, okay. Maybe I'm going to do YouTube properly now. I'm going to start vlogging. I'm going to start trying different things. So I just started testing the waters and seeing what was what. And I just discovered that I really enjoyed creating content and 
I kind of always get a buzz every time I, particularly now, if I have like an idea for a video uh, or a topic for the podcast or whatever, like I get really excited, I film it and then I prepare it. And, st- and I just love that feeling. Do you know what I mean? It's exciting. For yeah. Me. I mean, I think that I, I did a prank video on my dad and um, I think that recently surpassed a hundred views. Oh, congrats. So I kind of want to make another one, but mm. I don't know what to do like at all. Cause I mean, I did, I, I ignored my dad for the, basically the entire ride back from the doctors to home. Yeah. But nothing really. I would say don't ever force it. Like if you don't have any ready ideas, like nothing's coming to you naturally then I think it's worth kind of just looking at the community, seeing what's popular and not necessarily copying, just thinking like, is this something that would work for my channel? If I would replicate this, you know, give yeah, credit, obviously. Yeah. Like give credit to, to whoever you're taking the idea from, but like ultimately give it a go. Like for example, I did a video. Um, do you know, there was a YouTuber, a British YouTuber called Charlie is so cool. Like many years ago. And he recently in the last couple of years, he decided to move away from YouTube and focus on his, his uh, film career. And, um, he did a really good videos back in the day, like vlog videos. And some of them were just like really cool ideas. Like he did one years ago, like 26 things I've learned at the age of 26. So I did the same video, but 27 things I've learned at 27. And I gave, homage to him i said hey yeah you know thank you for this idea but then it turned into my own thing because his was a short video of like six or seven minutes fun little quips mine was like an hour long thing where i'm talking in depth about all these things i've learned so it kind of that was my take on that it was different it was my style because i talk at length and that's how i kind of do my stuff and there's a lot of people that say oh you know i don't like watching longer videos but there's an audience of people that like it so i always just create what i like and if i'm happy with it i'll put it out there and i always recommend that to anyone who's who's like struggling for ideas it's like well don't worry like just try and replicate other things and like eventually ideas are going to come anyway like that's just the nature of it you know, like I'll have weeks where I have no ideas and I don't, I don't do anything. And then I'll have a week like this week where I have loads and loads of ideas and I'm struggling to write them down. I'm like, shit, I have to do all of this. I have to find time to get through all of these ideas. <laughs> but yeah. I, th- I think it's like everyone's creative process works differently. But I think the worst thing you can ever do is like panic and go, oh shit, I haven't come up with anything. I need to just put some stuff out. Because that's when like shit stuff is created. Because it's like you're just panicking. You're not focusing on, on the content and the quality. You're focusing on like, I need to get something out there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, some, sometimes it's, it's good as well. Like if, if you're pushed to produce something as well, uh, sometimes you can discover something that's left field that you never thought you would do. And then, you know, that's something different, you know, like I did, for me, for example, um, I, I kind of discovered that with, Maybe with urbexing, you know, I never thought I would do urbex. I, I always thought abandoned buildings were cool, but the concept of exploring them and then filming that experience was new to me. And then I saw YouTubers doing it and I was like, oh, cool. Maybe I'll do that if I ever get the opportunity. And then the opportunity came when I was in Estonia and I wasn't actually actively looking to do that. I just happened to know a guy who does it. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'll film this and put it on my YouTube then. 
So sometimes these things like they don't happen necessarily because you've like planned them out. They just happen because of circumstances in life. And obviously like you can appreciate this being a content creator, like when you're looking at your own life, you're always thinking like, well, what's interesting? What would my audience want to know about? And sometimes you've just got to take a risk, put something out there, see what people think. Other times you kind of just know what to put out. You just have a feeling. So I don't know, like for me, it's taken some time. I think when I first started YouTube, it's like everyone else. I kind of sat there thinking like, this is all trash. This is cringe. This is terrible. Whereas now like I have zero fear in front of the camera. I'll, I'll sit and talk forever and I'll know what I'm going to say. I'll know if I'm talking too long, going on a tangent. I know when to bring it back. That's something I had to learn recently actually as well is, you know, if I'm going off topic and uh, it's particularly important if I'm doing an interview or something like this, you know, you have to bring it back to, to the point and you can't go too far off base because that, that yeah. leads to the thing where you forget things or like you leave things unanswered or whatever. So I, I try to... Maybe we need to make this a part too because I have a lot of questions and obviously when we get talking, for example, it's basically been two hours right now. Damn. I think maybe even a bit longer. And we're not even past the first goddamn section. <laughs> so I think that's my fault. Oh no, that no, we we that was the end of the last section. So maybe we need to do this again with the other two sections, three hmm. sections, because I feel like we could turn like our podcasts, like like where we're together. Yeah, and it was small mini series. Like say, part say, one of the questions, part two of the questions, part three of the questions. I'll say this: I was thinking about this before we headed into this podcast, like because I was looking at hashtags. Right, I, I love hashtags when it's like ask this, ask that, and I thought it would be cool to start up a thing where it's like ask Christian, and like that could be, as you said, like like it's still part of the podcast series, but it's an episode ask Christian with. A, a Dutch, a Dutch still special. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's kind of the idea I have as 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 um as the working title f for this episode because obviously it's not a standard one where I'm interviewing you and we're not going. We, I mean, we have discussed like we normally do, but um, it's been a lot about me, obviously, and we knew that going in. It wasn't like a you know, oh, it just turns into this. But you know, as a concept, I think if if people like it, if we put it out and people like it, we'll do more. If, if people aren't interested, we won't do more. It's as simple as that. So just, just to put this into perspective, this is all the questions. All right. This is, the full, this is a full A4. We're up to here. Damn. We're up to there. That just makes so, me feel so bad. I feel like I talk too much. No, no, no. It's, it's just us. We, we click. So yeah. if you want to see more of this, or if you want to see me ask more of the questions, just drop a like and let us know that we that you want to see it. Because let's let's start a hashtag important. with it because I think that's important. So what should we call hashtag, hashtag? Ask Christian? Okay, cool. So that'll that'll be what we post after this when this is released, and uh, for few all future episodes where we do an Ask Christian, it'll be me and Dutch, and we'll we'll have the questions, and hopefully we'll actually get stuff sent in. And uh, you can ask me the questions still. I think I think <laughs> I am uh, I am the I'm the uh, person who's returned the most. I think this is my third time. Mm, you're you're tied. So you're you're tied with my friend Calamity Hatcher, three apiece. 
Is there someone else who's had three times? Stills, he's been on twice. However, this is a Dutch still special. So we have <laughs> an actual, we have an actual segment. So there's a, there's, a there's, there's the podcast and then there's the podcast specials segment. where I ask Christian. I am the I am the Ask Christian host. So I am I, I dig that. I dig that. I'm I'm co I'm co-host of this uh, this here podcast. This you ju- you're, you're jumping ahead, man. You're, you're getting you're getting very confident there. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I you didn't present this one. I did. You did. Thank you so much, by the way, for that. I really appreciate. No, it. No, no, it's fine. I'm uh, I'm always happy to appear on the CPR. CPR. CRP. C. C- CPR, I'm dying. CRP. CRP. I, I wrote something on my... Stop, um... stop trying to make CRP a thing. Stop trying to... <laughs> CRP is not going to be a thing. Stop trying to make it a thing. No. no. <laughs> I, I, I wrote something on a little blackboard that we haven't... How do I... Um, should I go and take a photo of it and then come back? Come back. That's fine. You can send it to us after. How, I, don't, I don't know how to do this. It's... um. Because my original plan was to sit at the dining table in there. Okay. But we had a messy dinner last night, so. <laughs> yeah. So I did, so I'm sort of steering clear of the kitchen. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and I wrote something on the blackboard. I think it was. Um... Oh my god! Do you mind if I go and have a quick look? <laughs> go on then. Oh, I gotta, geez, I gotta, I gotta keep this occupied. All right, so. Um, yeah. All right. Oh wow, that was quick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting. It says, to to it, says um, it says welcome to the Christian Reeve podcast number thirty, and then I've uh, underlined thirty with a with an exclamation mark, and that was supposed to be behind me. Oh, that's really sweet. Now you have the uh, the naughty shelf, so called because it's very dangerous to walk into or hit your head off. Yeah, it does look quite dangerous actually, particularly that um, mirror. With the jagged edges, that looks like if it would fall at a particular angle, it would just slice you the fuck up. <laughs> no, I remember when the when the ah ow. Ooh, careful, careful. Ouch. I remember when the sofa was a bit more back, which is why we moved it forward. Yeah, I went I went to sit back and I just smashed my head off the uh, oh. corner of the. That's a glass shelf. Oh. Yeah, I had to go to bed. I, oh. I, uh, I KO'd myself. Jeez. You should have heard the bang. It was like a... Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it went bong. <laughs> oh, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't fun. And I have another injury. I was uh, messing about with the dog and she headbutted me <laughs> in the lip. <laughs> and I, um, I, can, I, can, I can feel the cut. Mm. What's really dangerous is the fact there's a there's a glass of orange juice on the table. Drinking that would be pretty much suicide. So, why is that? Are you allergic? No, no, orange juice on a cut. Oh nice. right, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. That would be mouth suicide rather. <laughs> mouth suicide. All right, man. Well, listen, I want to say a big, massive, massive thank you to Dutch Deals for appearing on the podcast for interviewing me and making this extra special Ask Christian episode um, number 30 number 30, 30. yeah 30 uh, episodes re- really quickly I just want to reflect on that um, I was not even expecting 
this to last if i'm honest i thought i would get bored or you know <laughs> i wouldn't make it work it would be rubbish whatever but it seems to be that the podcast is being received really well and um i've had a lot of interesting guests on the show um by the way i'm always looking for new guests so it, wherever you're listening to this um if you know someone that would like to appear on the podcast or you would like to appear yourself just get in touch with me i would love to have you on the show and um yeah no i mean i've i've had i think the the biggest thing for me has been learning how to interview people and you know like just kind of tweaking things here and there so like as i spoke to you before dutch about you know being able to make sure that the conversation is consistent and flows and is logical like little things like that i think you have to learn by just doing like doing podcasting and it just takes practice and I always say that the show is is growing and changing and developing, and that's true. And it will continue to change in, in the future. I, I have no doubt of it. But um, I think if you do look at the past 30 episodes, you, you'll see that, you know, there is um, development. There is a kind of a style, maybe, I suppose. Um, but it, it kind of takes time. And, you know... I think the key is, is, is like everyone wanting to be there and having a good time. And I think we definitely have had a good time throughout all 30 episodes. And, you know, I'm always looking at ways I can change it and, and develop it for the future. And uh, like I said, I'm always open to ideas and topics and guests and everything, you know, I'm very open. So if you do have suggestions, if you do enjoy the show, let me know. I would love to know what you think. And if um, you want a special segment, uh, <laughs> I think we'll, I think we'll call this ask, podcast. <laughs> we'll call this we'll call this ask uh, ask hashtag ask Christian with Dutch deals. I think that's a logical title. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. A big thank you to yourself for appearing again. A big thank you to everyone listening to the podcast wherever you subscribe to the podcast. We're always growing and going onto new platforms. So if if I'm not already on a platform that you use, I probably will be soon. Um, but yeah, I uh, hope you're enjoying the show as much as I am making it. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, peace out, one love. See you in the next one. Ciao.